Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to the Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we'll be discussing Minute 30 of Jurassic World, but before we get into uh, this minute, David, over at Jurassicpedia.com, we have a write-up here uh, by Sickleclaw on uh, Owen's bungalow, seen in these few minutes. Yep, this is going to end up taking up the majority of this mini here, and... <laughs> It goes into kind of not like super depth where it's like needless, nitty gritty detail, but it does kind of give you a very good picture of Owen's bungalow, including of the dock that was that you really only kind of get a glimpse of, but is actually prominently more prominently seen in the concept art of the bungalow itself. The bungalow, and we might as well just start talking about it now. It's as we mentioned last minute, it's ramshackle. <laughs> it's a ramshackle business here. <laughs> and so the location of it is meant to be lakeside. I believe that it is actually a small, like, reservoir-style lake on Oahu, on Koalao Ranch, which where they film a lot of the rest of the movie on location. And I can't tell if it connects up to the rest of the ocean. I think it's just a lake. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's landlocked. It's it's well inland. Yeah, land. Um, yeah and even uh, I remember uh, the making of and sort of leading into Jurassic World, getting shots of this uh, the bungalow on the lake, and even just shots. Sink uh, realtor was posted after once the shack was removed, and mm-hmm. just how open and sparse the location is. Um, I I would mm-hmm. assume that that um, the pontoon or the dock would have been something left there that the filming of used, but it went as well, so it must have been something they put in. Yeah, I'd imagine that a lot of the stuff, as usual, it wasn't meant to last. We never even see the inside of the trailer or the cabin he built around it, so I assume it's basically just four uh, wood wall, four plywood walls kind of decorated on the outside to look like it's something and it's really nothing. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably just an empty trailer here. It does look like, and I'm kind of looking to some of these pictures here on uh, screencaps.com of the shack that it pulled up, and there's a lot of like kind of minuscule details. Now I'm really kind of looking for them that I never noticed before. Like for example, there's a small red dirt bike 
in the background. And I'm not sure if he uses that to kind of just get around his own little piece of property here, if he's using that to scavenge parts for his main motorcycle or what. But yeah. And then I I think I was aware, but I never really just paid them much attention. But he's got solar panels on the roof of the trailer. So it's, I mean, assuming the technology, the solar panel technology, like other technology, is slightly more advanced in the Jurassic Park movies than in real life. It's possible he's powering his entire cabin with those six panels that he's got set up. Well, that's exactly right. If he's out here off the grid, yeah, because he's got, mm-hmm. um, looks like there's panels on top of the Gulf Stream as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that little, aren't they call them a monkey? That's not, it's like the old monkey bikes sort of little, little red Honda. Yeah. Oh, a little red Honda 50 or something, which would be, I suppose it'd be a little bit of fun getting around, <laughs> just riding around on the uh, patch. But yeah. Before we leave the location behind too far, I do love here just how manicured the grass, even the, the after photos posted up by Real Tours mm-hmm. of just, the grass seems to magically grow to about two or three inches tall and that's where it stays. I remember too with the, uh, where the visitor centre was in that, even though that was a botanical garden, just um, how mm-hmm. manicured the lawns look around around the area on Hawaii. It's like there's some magic, uh, magic uh, formula in the grass or whatever that um, the grasses only grow about four or five inches, just that perfect maybe mow them once or twice a year and that's it. Um, well, if... I assume in Owen's case, he probably has like a small lawnmower where he trims the lawn around his cabin because, I mean, even like the um, the saccades that he has um, kind of on the edge of the road there look like they were planted there. They don't look like they were naturally, occur- naturally occurring because they're all in a line, mm. you know? Yep. So I assume that he probably does some general lawn maintenance around his lawn. And for like Jurassic Park, I guarantee you Hammond had a team of landscapers that probably kept everything really well manicured all the time, you know? Well, it's it sort of goes into that discussion Ellie has about the plants in the room and the plants in the area being for show when they're poisonous. It's, there's probably a team of... Um, of uh, botanists or uh, uh, what do you call the plant people groundsmen I suppose that are um, passionate yeah, <laughs> yeah they're passionate about that sort of thing when the guests are only there to see the T-Rex <laughs> or uh, mm-hmm. the raptors um, there'll be there'll be a yeah. lot of a uh, lot of love there put into some of them the grounds work and that yeah. and people <laughs> some guests wouldn't even appreciate it but yeah I notice and I appreciate it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but looking at the shack as well, like there's a lot of, um, I think you mentioned last minute, like the, the all the scuba gear uh, on the side of the veranda there. Um, it's sort of weird. It looks like it's a concrete base with the handrail around, then the little shack's built on top of it. So it does sort of seem like Owen's either got way too much time on his hands or he's a hoarder. <laughs> and once construction finished, he just started. Um, bower-burning pieces from here and there, just collecting all sorts of stuff. I assume he's like my dad, where it's more of the latter, where he <laughs> keeps everything and anything in case he might need it for the future. And I will admit, to to my dad's credit, he does... If you need something, he probably does have it, you know? So, I mean, it's not like... 
it doesn't stuff the stuff doesn't eventually find a use. It just might take 10, 15 years to find that use. Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like that a little bit as well. <laughs> uh, but even like the old hard hat on the wall there, um, a lot of signs. It's sort of you can tell it's been done up as a set. Uh, a lot of stuff here, like it'd be that um, shack on the on the beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have just like a crate, old crate of Coke bottles sitting there as well. That I don't know if he's waiting to have them shipped off on so they can be refilled or or what's what's happening there. But... Well, when we first see him here in the minute, and we'll talk about this more, is how <laughs> um, like he the way he has his stuff arranged and the stuff he has, like he has um. One of those old, you remember the the rubber-backed um, lawn chairs? They're the three-piece ones that have a leg, like a bottom section and a back section. Well, those, but they but they were just the two-piece where it was just the seat and the back. Okay. Not without the leg piece. Well, anyway, he's got those strewn all over his property. He's got one next to a little, like, uh, campfire pit, and then he's got a couple more set up near a table near a, one of those um, one of those freestand grilling things that you uh, kind of concrete in the ground he's got some more over on the dock it's just like he had a six pack of them and he just stuck them everywhere <laughs> and it's just like such a 90s beach bum vibe you know he had you sitting on a bucket servicing his motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> again it makes you wonder how all this stuff got in the island to start with did it come over with the construction crews or or did he just get a container shipped over with all his stuff? I'm assuming that they were probably either brought in at some point by somebody, either construction or somebody like that, and they got thrown in the dumpster and Owen garbage picked them. <laughs> they look like that kind of thing you would garbage pick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, I do love how, uh, as you said, you've got the fire pit with the, uh, the grill and that on it outside. And... Um, mm-hmm one of the main tables next to the uh, the shack itself there's fire extinguisher on there so mm-hmm. he's always he's maybe he's um, had a few flare-ups on the grill before and need, <laughs> need to add a bit of carbon spices or CO2 spicing to it <laughs> <laughs> I mean but I mean yeah I mean there's just so much junk I mean he's got some I mean I'm not sure what some of those doodads next to the scuba gear are looks like he has a softball hanging from the one wall of the uh, shack. <laughs> I mean, it's just the most random. It's like, it's like the crew setting this up literally went through a dumpster to find the most random crap they could find Yeah. to stick on this. Yep. A couple, I'm guessing that's an old um, scenario, it'd be an old scenario alcohol sign or something above the window there. Mm-hmm. And again, like some old wrought iron chairs up on the on the deck. Mm-hmm. Which also makes you wonder too, like the, the two motorcycles here are clearly the newest um, items <laughs> that are in this in this whole area. There's a boat upside down on a couple of trestles there that's either been worked on or is beyond repair. If yeah. if he's been paid by engine and you're on an island like this, there's probably not of uh, not a lot of ways you could spend that income coming in. Mm-hmm. It does make you wonder why he doesn't have a brand new Fleetwood RV parked under these trees or something. <laughs> and also hanging here on the wall looks like to be like 
an old construction helmet. I'm not talking like 90s era. This thing looks like the one my grandfather used used mm. to have that 1950s era aluminum construction helmet, you know, yeah. Yeah. or tin or whatever it is. It just looks old and rusty, and it's just hanging there. I mean, like, what would he even have used for that? <laughs> Again, again, it just it seems more like the uh, just the set dresses of from whatever random junk, like making it sort of a man cave or um, mm-hmm. that sort of antique junk. Because <laughs> really, a lot of it is just junk. Mm-hmm. It even looks like a beer keg there behind the um, oxygen cylinders as well, against the wall. Mm. Oh, and uh, looking at the table setup, he has. He literally put down a piece of plywood next to the um, next to the uh, the trailer, and it's a cooler. It's a, one of those old uh, coolers, and then the surf. Or there's a surfboard being used as the table itself. Yeah, I'll as the tabletop itself. Yeah, and again, he's going and bolted a, a um, corrugated iron roof to the side of the Gulf Stream above that table too. So. Mm-hmm. This stuff's all permanent. It does take me back to previous minutes where I've said when he sees Claire rock up and asks, what are they, what now? Someone's come here before in time to clean this mess up. <laughs> probably more than once. <laughs> but as you said, this, this discussion's probably going to go longer than the minutes, so we probably should uh, look at the minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else. There's a good little write-up here on Jurassic Dash Peter anyway on the Owen's bungalow and... I'm pretty sure this is one of the locations the ATV um, tours go past on Inquire Ranch when you're on the, uh, I guess, the Platinum tour. So we've mm-hmm. discussed this in the past. <laughs> we need to get to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I think I uh, mentioned you to you earlier uh, this week when I said that or we were trying to check out the location, and this, like you said, this area is now part of the Colo Ranch film location tour. So there's this and the Indominus paddock. You can now actually go and see. Unfortunately, here Owen Shack and uh, and little Doc there is not actually there anymore. But yeah, it'd be a fantastic spot for a pitting under those big those big trees. Yeah, looking out over that lake. Um, even again, this being a set, just the fact the fishing poles are seemingly attached to the side of the cabin and not not just leaning against the railing or anything as if they've been used. Well, he does have more actually on the deck itself, so I assume those are probably spares he keeps around. Yeah. 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 It's, um... It'd make a little bit of sense if this was... if this lake was, um, sort of... Uh, emptied out onto the ocean, because a lot of this stuff, you'd think, was just drifted... He'd just pick up off the beach like the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old surfboard, a lot of stuff that just gets blown in in a storm. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. keeps it. Um, or maybe even a guest uh, brought the cooler, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just picked out of the lost and found. <laughs> Nobody ever claimed it. I've got to stop looking at these photos. Head over to Dressedashpedia for this article and many others. <laughs> David, ready to get into minute 30. Sure. As we enter minute 29 of Jurassic World, Claire had arrived at Owen's bungalow. As we open on minute 30, and the start of a terrible three minutes, 
Claire dresses Owen as Mr. Grady, and Owen makes fun of her for it. There's a lot of discussion and dialogue back and forth, which is hard. I think each time I watch it, I get... I must pass out because I don't remember it, or don't want to remember it. Like the best thing about this minute, and something we don't discuss, is the fact that Owen's sitting there working on his motorbike, listening to a Spanish soccer game on the radio. Never picked him for a f- soccer fan. This ends minute 30 of Jurassic World. Ah, uh, yeah, this probably won't take too long. <laughs> As we go into minute 30, uh, Owen stares at Claire for a while and asks why you call me Mr. Grady. This this scene, we're going to go into it the next two minutes as well. I, it's a little bit of filler here for the film, but I don't think it really adds adds a lot. There's Claire asking him if you're not too busy. Uh, Mr. Maserani wants you to come have a look at an attraction, and him just sort of being a little bit of a smart-ass about it, um, mm-hmm. raising that, that Coke bottle <laughs> um, and takes a nice big swig of it. Um, that has to be a bit of product placement there. Oh, definitely, and it's the classic glass Coke bottle. It's not just some plastic Coca-Cola bottle that you could get anywhere. So it, there's obviously been some thought put into the, that fact, you know. Yeah, yep. Well, that yeah, that's the same with the old school wooden crate that the empty bottles are stacked in up on the the bungalow veranda there as well. But um, mm-hmm. I I hate warm Coke. I can only imagine how warm this bottle is sitting out in the tropics with no cooler around it or <laughs> or anything. Yeah. I'm not such a big fan of warm pop in general, especially <laughs> ones that are syrup heavy like Coca-Cola. Yeah. And it's just I would prefer warm water over a warm Coke, you know. <laughs> but not milk. Milk's a bad choice. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um Owen gets up and sort of goes over to Claire after she calls him Mr. Grady again, he again cracks her Owen. Um They've uh, they've got a new animal that they've made. Um, no, Claire's trying to tell them about a new animal they made, but she's got a bee or something buzzing around her head. And of course, we get mm-hmm. the uh, Mr. Miyagi. Owen grabs the grabs it out of the air in his hand, just shows how much of a badass he is. But I don't really need to see any of this. Well, I think that the majority of the scene is to set up Owen's characterization. We get the action man Owen with the raptors but this is the funny man every man badass omen that we get and we see him kind of him and his relationship with claire you know mm. yeah we get the trail on here from him um you just went and made a new dinosaur mm-hmm. and uh, she says yeah it's kind of what we do here the ex- exhibit opens in three weeks uh, miss Maserati wanted me to consult with you I thought earlier that Claire said they were three months away from opening, not three weeks. That's gee, that stadium is nowhere near three weeks away from being. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that was just a poor script read or or what happened there. Um, but that's when Owen smirks and asks, "Do you want to consult here or in my bungalow?" Which yeah, I I don't like any of this. <laughs> I know that line was definitely very problematic with the fandom yeah. when it came out. Yeah, and if that's as far south as it went, I probably wouldn't be as bad. But uh, next minute, we go right to the basement with the lines. But Claire sort of says that's not funny, and Alan laughs to himself and says, "Yeah, a little." 
before running up the <laughs> stairs <laughs> onto the porch, which, again, a little bit of that um, comedy coming through, which I didn't mind, just that little chuckle to himself. <laughs> um, he says, yeah, little, it's, it's sort of one of those things too when I might say something that's not a joke or whatever and people tell me it's not funny, I go, well, it was to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that line. Uh, that one's like, I've caught myself repeating it. Like, you're like, that wasn't very funny. I'm like, I don't know, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, that goes all the way back to smoking the band at that line. <laughs> it's been used in a lot of films. Uh, um, Claire continues, would like to evaluate the paddock for vulnerabilities, and Owen sort of yells back from somewhere around the corner, why me? And that's where Claire starts to uh, walk towards the bungalow. I guess Mr. Mazzaroni thinks you're able, or since you're able to control the raptors, and that's where the minute ends, but... Owen re-emerges from beside the bungalow and cuts her off. So it's <laughs> that's what it's all about with you. I don't control the raptors. It's a relationship. Um, we know how controlling Claire is. and I think the main thing, this is sort of just repeating the whole thing with Hoskins again. Um, Owen, again, once the sort of defending, no, I don't control the raptors. Um, yeah. Well, he's right. It is a relationship. And Claire doesn't, I mean... Getting what we see here clear, or Claire clearly doesn't understand that she thinks, and we'll get talk more into this uh, next minute, how they're just basically assets to be peddled. You know, they're they're a bottle of coke. You can stick them in, you stick them in a glass case, and they re, and she thinks they would respond how you want them to. It's not how it works. It's as Owen says, a relationship. Owen forms a uh, a mutual bond with Blue. Blue keeps the rest of the Raptors in line. It's a it's that kind of relationship. And without Owen and Blue, there's really no Ibris program at all. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that, that we do touch more on that in the next film as well. How important that partnership is. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, like as as she comes in and approaches Owen, she says we have an attraction. Not not we have a new dinosaur or anything like that. We just again it's the attraction she's um she's there to talk about. Mm-hmm. And him him replying, That's not what what you said last time I saw you <laughs> <laughs> And it is kind of played off as a joke, but at the same time that kind of echoes back to the conversation had in the first novel between well, it's not really a conversation, but it's kind of a reaction uh, that Grant has to Hammond when they're actually on the island and Hammond's going through his whole uh, kind of um, sales pitch where he's like, well, we got these great, we got these great biological attractions and we got rides, we got this. And, and it's uh, mentioned that Dr. Grant's head snaps and he kind of, I can't remember if he actually says it or if he just thinks it, but he's like rides and it's, and then the narration says that the thought of, using dinosaurs in such a flippant manner kind of makes him uncomfortable. Mm, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, and in the film we sort of get the opposite where, no, he's just not tech-savvy or whatever and doesn't know, or doesn't understand what rides is, Ellie has to mention in his ear. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, or is that kids? Oh, yeah, small versions of that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mix that up. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got nothing else to add to that minute. You got anything else before we get into novel comparisons? Uh, no. All right. Uh, we don't get the innuendo here from Owen asking if you want to consult here in my bungalow. Um, 
Clear asks Mr. Mazzaroni wanted me to consult with you. Meanwhile, Owen's just continuing to work on his bike. He throws a bolt at her feet and she jumps to avoid it. Then asks why me, and we get the uh, Raptor control line. So mm-hmm. some minor, minor little differences here. Thankfully, next minute we don't get, or next couple of minutes we don't get the... Um, you can at least relate to two of those things. <laughs> oh, none of that sort of stuff. It's all cut from the novel completely, which is good. David, that's been minute 30. A quick one start off the week. Yep. Um, it's yep. probably going to be a quick week. <laughs> uh, we'll get out of today. What do you reckon? Yep.